Hello, my name is Austin, and I'm the main host and DM of the Beer and Pretzel podcast. We're a one-shot role-playing game podcast where we play one-shot role-playing games, we review them, and we often talk to the game's creator on this podcast. We're out every Tuesday and Friday, and we're on most podcasts and platforms. Today, we are here with Alexi, who created the game that came out fairly recently. Alexi, when did the Kickstarter end for this game? Well, I was fulfilling it uh, this uh summer and fall uh it's a kickstarter from zine quest 2 and what we're gonna be playing you audience might have already heard us listen to it at this point uh we haven't recorded at the time us playing the game but we're gonna be playing the great soul train robbery which just off a title alone i was like i have to check this game out and then once alexi was kind enough to send it to me i was like this game is gonna be super fun to play on our show we like playing rules light role-playing games and Alexi, you described this game as a sweetened by the honey heist system. Can you talk about, because this game is very different, of course, to Grant Howitt's uh, honey heist system, which is all about bears doing heists, a very silly but fun role-playing game. This is about desperados going on a train to hell to rob it. And as a fan of Deadlands, which is a role-playing game I want to play in this podcast in the future, I was like, we have to try this. What was the decision to use or at least ask Grant Howitt to use his system for this game that you had the idea for? Yeah, great question. Uh, as you pointed out, there's a big gulf in tone between Honey Heist, where your two stats are criminal and bear, and the great soul train robbery, where your two stats are lover and sinner. But I think what Grant hit on that is part of what makes Honey Heist so fun and dynamic is stats seesaw back and forth you know as the plot develops your stats will uh will go up and then the corresponding stat goes down and so you become you know better at doing bare things while you become worse at doing criminal things and i thought there was interesting uh different thematic directions to take that sort of setup so in this game your characters are desperados robbing the train to hell you are people with mixed motives uh with a both a nobler motive and a baser motive that propel you and so the characters are dynamic and mechanics reflect that you know you will sometimes be more driven by your vice sometimes be more trying to make human connections uh, and the way you try to solve the problems of the train cars uh, will really change a lot as your stats seesaw up and down before obviously you came up with the initial idea i assume for the great soul train robbery before going hey I might want to try Grant Howitt's game. That might work very well for this, just like you said. What was like the main connections to, uh, what was the main inspirations? I know you wrote a little bit about it in the PDF for the Great Soul Train Robbery, but what movies, TV shows, comics, or especially, of course, you're inspired by Honey Heist. Of course, that's the main system. But what maybe role-playing games also contribute to the tone of the game, or maybe this was just without any inspiration. Where did the idea for this before the system came in place come from? I love some allegories, right? And I'm a particular fan of putting an allegory in the sort of weird Western context. So there are some particular works that uh, I was looking at for Great Soul Train Robbery. Uh, I quote the musical Town right at the beginning of the game. Uh, they say, on the road to hell, there was a railroad line, uh, which is a very fun motif throughout the musical. Uh, and so I kind of uh, call back to that idea uh, with this railroad line that is being robbed by our desperados. 
Um, another wonderful story that takes the image of a railroad and uh, makes it a uh, supernatural place and a place of moral encounter, right? A place where uh, salvation and damnation are worked out is the short story, The Celestial Railroad by Nathaniel Hawthorne, um, which is itself a riff on Pilgrim's Progress, uh, an old allegory that predates railroads. And so Nathaniel Hawthorne is in some ways uh, bringing it up to date by uh, adding this railroad to the allegorical landscape of Pilgrim's Progress. Um, there's a wonderful comic book series uh, by uh, Kelly Sudikonik, um called Pretty Deadly, uh, and that is a that is a kind of Western fable uh, where figures like Death and his Reapers uh, play a major role. And so, you know, the Great Soul Train robbery definitely owes a debt to that as well, since you can encounter figures like the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse or the Seven Deadly Sins aboard the train to hell. And I was just embracing that kind of sense that, you know, at the the frontiers, anything is possible, right? And so in this in this weird Western setting, you can, you know, meet figures that are beings of allegory and folklore and they're just they're just on this train and uh, available for your desperados to interact with and possibly get into a gunfight with did you have any other ideas for location for this or was it always old west themed right from the beginning yeah i mean the the initial uh, impetus was a kind of western train robbery with these allegorical and supernatural elements um after playing it a couple times i started thinking about what it would look like reskinned for a different setting so as a stretch goal for the campaign, uh, I put forward the idea of a pirate reskin of this, right? Uh, something very kind of Pirates of the Caribbean, where you are freebooters raiding the Armada of the Damned. I ended up writing that up as The Devil and the Deep Blue Sea, uh, a reskin of the Great Soul Train robbery. And that uh, got sent out to Kickstarter backers, and I'll probably post it on Itch.io for non-backers to check out as well, especially if there's folks who enjoy the Great Soul Train robbery and are excited to... Uh, take this sort of game in a more piratical seafaring direction. Alexia, a question that I have for you is, um, I feel like so you mentioned a lot of really great Weird West uh, source materials that you drew inspiration from. Are you interested in Westerns in general, or did you really kind of like find love for the genre through Weird Westerns particularly? I feel like there are so many great Weird Westerns now that a lot of Western fans got into like Westerns specifically because of weird Westerns as opposed to like mm. John Wayne movies, Clint Eastwood movies, mm. so on and so forth. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great question. Um, I, I love a Western, right? I think, uh, I think there's so much kind of potent uh, imagery right there. You know, ev even if it's a non supernatural Western, right. Even if it's a Western, that's, you know, kind of wholly, about mundane happenings um your 310 to yuma's yep. right blanking on the name of the coen brothers film with uh, uh, uh true the, the, oh, there we go yeah so even if it's a western that doesn't have any you know supernatural elements right uh, western like 310 to yuma or uh, true grit uh there's so much uh fascinating themes there within that genre now i think that's harder to bring to tabletop right you kind of kind of have to have a uh table that's bought in right but like you know yeah yeah, we have some consensus about what a western represents some consensus about how to handle the elements that have been problematic in the past of this genre some consensus about the type of story we want to tell with a western and i think in some ways the heightening effect of doing it in a in a surreal 
you know, part of this setting, right? Doing it on the train to hell um, gives more freedom, right? To uh, eventually delve into those things, those questions of, you know, are our characters agents of civilization or are they, you know, kind of incorrigibly, uh, incorrigibly vicious and violent, right? The sort of questions that often haunt the, uh, the cowboy figures of the West. I think you have more abilities to do that in the context of a tabletop game if it's been heightened a little bit and has taken one step away from, you know, kind of literal reality. Uh, so, yeah, I'd say I'm a fan of the Western as a genre, and I'm I'm pretty interested in the possibilities that are opened up in the tabletop space by moving the Western in a less literal direction. So with write-in, especially of genres that go from, like, either the mob movies, uh, mob movies, uh, Wild West, medieval settings, be it write-in for film, TV, role-playing games, comic books. What always interests me about when authors have to write for those settings is sometimes the research they have to put into it. Of course, The Great Soul Train Robbery, it's a 28-page PDF. It's not like Deadlands where there's multiple books and there's whole chapters just based on equipment alone. With this mm -hmm. game... Evo, it's a more flexible system. You don't need to like break down every like nitty gritty thing of like how much does we this weapon cost or just weapons in general or equipment. Did you have to do much or any research? And if you did, how much research did you have to put in for creating this game based on a time period? Of course, we're not in currently. I primarily researched trains for this, uh, and you know, and that's not because the like literal mechanics of trains are crucial to the game, but just because I wanted some inspiration for the types of train cars that you could be moving through. So I did some uh did you know some some Googling, uh just getting lists of train cars, looking into, you know, what a kind of wild western train might be like and uh you know how uh how kind of train cars serve various functions and that that all got the wheels turning, as it were. Uh, thinking through what sort of settings might exist along this train, right? The train that couldn't exist in real life, right? The GM is rolling dice and ordering the cars accordingly. And so you might have a hopper car halfway along the train, and that doesn't quite make sense unless, of course, there's apes flying over to fill up their buckets and fly back to the engine, right? So you kind of make it work, right? But um, uh, just getting to delve a little into... Uh, the types of train cars it was one of my main research uh, projects for this uh, so that, you know, I could provide tables of train cars and then tables of inspiration for, you know, what sort of encounters might happen within those train cars so that uh, I could really support the GM for the great soul train robbery. That makes sense. And as a DM who's about to run this game, I was very, very happy with all the work you put in, not only for the players, for all their classes, but also, like you said, for the train cars at the end of the PDF. With Honey Heist, which is a hilarious and great game, it's really only a one-page PDF. So there's a couple tables for the DM to roll on to generate an adventure, but it's really not a lot. So going towards the back of the PDF and seeing how not only did you have... I think 18 different choices for train cars for Desperados to go in, but then you had a separate table for each one of things that could be happened inside each one. I was very happy with that, and it's going to make DM in, because I could have rolled up all these things before running this, but I'm trying to challenge myself by doing like a improv, having to adapt on the fly 
with what I'm rolling during the game and just having to roll off that. But with what you provide, that should give me plenty, uh, plenty amount of options to go off. So for the DMs out there, definitely you should check out this game because it gives you plenty to work off. It's not just another one-page PDF. Brad, I think you had another question? Yes. Um, so Austin just mentioned that this game took a lot of inspiration from Honey Heist. Um, and on the Kickstarter page, I saw that it's uh, labeled a sweetened by Honey Heist game, kind of like powered by the apocalypse. Um, uh-huh. I really love that. Was that uh, something you came up with or Grant? Uh, yeah, I, I came up with it. And then I tweeted at Grant saying like, hey, is it cool if I call this you know, Honey Heist inspired game sweetened by Honey Heist? And he said, yeah, go for it. Uh, and then he was then he you know riffed with some other thoughts that were, uh, you know, you know, less mellifluous, right? It was like, oh, or it could just be called, you know, Shat in the Woods, right? You know, <laughs> based on the, the bears that star in Honey Heist. But I went with Sweetened by Honey Heist of these options. That um, makes sense. Uh, and I even I even made a little a little Sweetened by Honey Heist logo with a jar of honey. And so if anybody else out there draws inspiration from uh, the wonderful Honey Heist and uh, wants to call their game Sweetened by Honey Heist, you know, uh, that is fine by me. You know, check in with Grant to get his sign off, but I bet he'll sign off too. Something else that I think is really funny about um, this game using Honey Heist is that we've played quite a few of Grant's games. Uh, we've played Honey Heist, Goblin Quest, a few others. And when we actually spoke to him, I want to say last year, one of the questions we asked him was like, where do you come up with all of these interesting ideas for mechanics or like, uh, how do you start your games? And he very bluntly told us that he like steals everything that he, <laughs> I don't want to put too many words in his mouth or misquote him or anything, but he pretty much told us that um, like if, if he saw something in another game he liked, he would use it. And I, so I just think it's like really kind of funny that we've moved from Grant stealing ideas for his games to another game that uses one of his games as the building block. Is that? Yeah. No, I think, I think that's beautiful, right? Like the, the indie scene is full of people drawing inspiration from each other. And as long as you're not trying to, as long as you're appropriately crediting the, uh, the folks that inspired you. Right. And uh, you know, always putting your own stamp on something you're putting out there. I think it's, uh, it's very cool, right? To to pick uh, pick up an interesting mechanic and put in different contexts to, you know, uh, take some, uh, some subsystem from one game and you know uh, add it to a game that has a very different setting and theme and so i say let let a hundred flowers bloom yeah and you you definitely his was a one or two page game and you made something that's 28 pages so that's interesting how you used it but still made something completely your own i should say great soul train robbery started out as a two-page game as well there's a um there's a free version up on my itch.io it's called great soul train robbery two-page version and that was that was where it all started that was what i initially put out and people people seemed to dig it i loved running it and i was like we're gonna do this for zine quest so for zine quest i ran a kickstarter to expand that initial you know two-page version of uh, great soul train robbery into a longer game text that had the same basic rules right you know no big uh, mechanical tweaks from the additional version, but way more uh, support, right? You know, more tables of inspiration, uh, all of that guidance for the GM that couldn't fit on two pages, and uh, you know, um, seeds for uh, for players to have you know more ideas about their characters. So yeah, expanding the game into a zine gave me the space to hopefully put some really useful stuff out there. Uh, the the core of it, you know, is the same as that two page version, but the zine is a you know kind of nicer fuller 
high production value and uh, you know packed full of resources version of the game. And Travis has a question. I got to jump in here quickly, though, because I know zines, like you've been saying, there's now a zine quest or zine con. Zines have become really big recently. I know a lot of people have been using zines for Morkborg, which is another great game. I was wondering if you could break it down for people, the audience, ourselves, and me, who is confused by what actually is a zine. Because what is it? Because I've what heard it a bunch. A yeah, Is absolutely. it just a layout of the PDF, or what is it? I'm I'm really happy to uh, to break it down. Yeah. So so zine zine culture um, is you know a, a kind of a whole a whole thing, right? You know, of like kind of countercultural uh, indie do it yourself. We're gonna we're gonna make our own you know say music magazine. We're gonna make our own you know um, fan magazine for this property we're all fans of. And it's it kind of the zininess is just in the fact that it has a a feeling of being homemade, a sense of being. Uh, you know, more kind of uh, put together for a very specific uh, set of people rather than mass produced, and so and so zines in the context of RPGs have been a thing in recent years where folks have uh, focused on just putting out a a physical game, but not as a big hardbound book, right? You know, uh, Great Soul Train Robbery is um, uh, you know uh, as you as you mentioned so many pages you know like 50 pages if you're counting every face as a page right and that's that's on the longer side for a zine there's there i have zines on my shelf that are you know 10 12 pages right so so zines are a kind of format that lends itself to smaller scrappier game projects you know more of a thing that a first timer uh could could put together right it's not your you know uh, massive glossy hardcover with with you know full color illustrations uh, and Kickstarter decided to support the uh, the zine making community by setting up zine quest as a big event in February so for the past couple of years there's been a zine quest I participated in zine quest 2 with the great soul train robbery and I participated most recently in zine quest 3 with a game called back again from the broken land uh, another zine length game this one about small adventurers making their way back from the epic war that they've just taken part in uh, so there's many cool zines out there and if you look up zine quest uh, or search on kickstarter for zine quest projects you'll get to find lots of uh, people doing cool things in the rpg space you know sometimes a game comes out at of zine quest as sort of a first draft you know where the author is planning to put out a uh, longer version of it later uh, in this case Soul Train Robbery came out of Zine Quest as the you know slightly bigger version, right? It started as that two-pager, and then the Zine Quest version is the expanded version. Uh, and you know, unless it totally catches fire, I don't think I'm going to do a big hardcover Great Soul Train Robbery. I think Zine length is about the right size for this game, and I'm very pleased that people are enjoying it and and playing it out there. Um, uh, I'll just plug a handful of other zines because if people are interested, there are some really cool ones to check out. Jesse Ross and Lauren McManaman did Girl Underground, a role-playing game about a curious girl in a wondrous world. That is a very cool zine uh, that evokes stories like Alice in Wonderland or The Wizard of Oz and has the players kind of collectively controlling the girl who's, who's entered this fantasy world and then also portraying her various companions, right? People you know, who are like the Scarecrow or the Tin Man or the Lion. Um, uh, Candlelight uh, is a, uh, a zine from Gabriel Robinson. Uh, it's a game of restless spirits reckoning with their dark past and seeking hope. Uh, he took the uh, game Trophy, uh, 
which is an upcoming, you know, uh, kind of fully fully fledged RPG. And he made a zine where he he hacked Trophy to be about the the aftermath uh, of the death of adventurers, where you play restless spirits who have fallen on a quest and are now trying to find some sort of peace. So there's many more I could highlight, but uh, those two are good ones uh, to to check out: Girl Underground and Candlelight from among the zine quest offerings of yore. My last question was kind of answered. I was going to ask if you worked with anyone else, but it sounds like this was all created pretty much by you besides using Greyhound's system. No, oh, no, I should I should give collaborators credit here. Um oh, okay. I uh I reached out and had some folks contribute uh contribute cars to the Great Soul Train robbery. So th- that was another set of stretch goals during the campaign was bringing in some guest designers. So uh, Leah Sargent, uh, who is my wonderful wife uh, and also a very creative person in her own right, did the boxcar for the Great Soul Train robbery. Uh, Lynn Kodega, uh, an RPG designer and writer, um, did the observation car. Jesse Ross, uh, whom I mentioned previously, uh, I got him to come and do the post office car. And uh, Rosamond Hodge, who's a young adult fantasy writer, contributed the private car. So that was some uh, additional design I got from these folks. Uh, I also um, hired an artist to do the cover for for the Great Soul Train robbery. The the interior art is all me, but I got a professional, Emily Cheeseman, to illustrate our wonderful cover with these desperados galloping after the infernal train. Alexi, for it sounds like you've already been working on some other great games too, and I went to your website and I saw that you've worked on other things. Uh, you work in theater, you've done some act in film, uh, you've done, of course, role-playing games, you've written a uh, like a board game type game what in the future do you have any ideas of what you're planning on making next but also kind of like a side to that do you think you're ever going to experiment with the western genre again or do you think you're ever going to experiment with the sweetened by honey heist system again yeah i could totally see see myself coming back to sweetened by honey heist if i have a, a game idea that seems to fit with it uh it's a, it's a super fun system especially the way that the uh the ping-ponging stats you know um, pushes you towards trying different ways to solve problems in a game. Uh, and I could see that fitting in other genres and tones than what's been explored in Honey Heist and in Great Soul Train Robbery. Um, I am currently working on a uh, a second uh, zine quest project that I alluded to, Back Again from the Broken Land, uh, and that I'm doing in collaboration with my wife, Leah. Together, we're putting together this game of so bittersweet journeys as your small adventurers make their way to their hometown, uh, reflecting on the adventure they've had, reckoning with the burdens they bear. Uh, if you really loved the epilogue of Lord of the Rings and wish to play a whole game in that sort of space, this is the game for you. Um, other games I have in development include Plutonian Shore, a game of scoundrels on a spaceship, uh, uh, trying to get out of debt and perhaps save the solar system in the shattered remnants of the planet Pluto. Uh, so that's Plutonian Shore. That is in playtesting now. It is a, a Powered by the Apocalypse game. Uh, I, I really enjoy the Powered by the Apocalypse system as well, and I've got a number of designs that make use of that. So thanks very much for coming on our show, Lexi, and thanks for sending me this game because I'm very excited to run it soon. As a uh, final question from myself, because you have 18 different cars to play around with, so I've got a lot of fun stuff. I'm not going to be handpicking my favorite ones. I'm just going to be rolling. I'll probably be rolling four or five dice to generate which cars I'm going to be using. But I was wondering if you could let us know, and I know there's some bias. I know your wife, of course, wrote one of the train cars at least. Which one is your personal favorite train car? And I think 
if you can let me know which one is your favorite one, I'll put that, no matter what I roll, I'll put that in our play session of The Great Soul Train Robbery. Oh, oh, putting me on the spot. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yep. there, there are so many good ones. All of the guest cars turned out great. It was wonderful bringing in the guest designers, and they put so many cool details in there. I do think I picked just one favorite. It has to be the bar car. Uh, because that moment where you know the desperados you know kick kick down the next door and they find themselves in this bar car you know with the bottles clinking and the bartender waiting behind the the counter you know asking them what'll it be there's this you know uh, this moment where they pause and they decide are we are we just going to keep charging on or are we actually going to pause and you know have a drink in the middle of our heist uh, and good things always seem to come of that you know whether it's bar fights whether it's you know uh, people breaking down and you know sharing their secrets, or whether it's you know some weird supernatural thing happening with uh, what they order or, or what they have to pay the bartender. Uh, all, good stuff always happens in the bar car. Yeah, that is actually one of my favorite ones too. So that's cool that you like that as well. So that's definitely going to be in our game tonight. Thanks very much, Alexia, for coming on the show. Uh, where can people find this game, but also other games and other publications of yours? Where can they find you? Absolutely. You can follow all of my gaming endeavors online at Cloven Pine Games. So follow Cloven Pine Games on Twitter. Uh, check out Cloven Pine Games on itch.io. Uh, subscribe to Cloven Pine Games on Substack. Uh, that's clovenpine.substack.com. Uh, and uh, yeah, on uh, on itch.io or on DriveThruRPG, you can pick up the Great Soul Train Robbery PDF. Uh, and on itch.io, there are other games available as well. Uh, many of them free, uh, including Secret Science Sewer Siblings, my uh, short and sweet introductory RPG about a family of teenage mutant sewer critters trying to rescue their mentor. Ooh, I like that. Oh, that sounds like a fun game to play. I'm having flashbacks to the the last game we played. Yeah, we recently played uh, Heavy Metal Thunder Mouse by Derek uh, Kamal, and uh, Brad played as a rat. What was his name? Master Sliver. Master Sliver, and uh -huh. the like the mission that was to save four baby turtles that were kidnapped <laughs> by a rat gang. So you know that so sounds you could definitely you can definitely use Secret Tired Series to play the sequel to that game. Right where uh, where Master Sliver needs to be rescued by his 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 turtle brood. All right, Austin. Now we have to do that. <laughs> no, that sounds good. Like do a sequel, but with another game system. That's pretty genius, actually. But yeah, thanks, Alexi, for coming on. And uh, yeah, for everyone, check out the game. I'll post it in the description below as well to where to check him out. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, if you've listened to this, you haven't heard it already, we're going to have a, at least a two-part series of us playing the Great Soul Train Robbery. And then maybe at some point we're going to be checking out the uh, pirate-themed version of this too. Because I'm very happy with how uh, your game turned out and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll definitely like to check out more games like Sweetened by the Honey High system in the future. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll hear from you next time on the Beer and Pretzel Podcast. Oh,